We'll recap the Big East tournament, an uninspiring effort and an early exit for the Golden Eagles. An assistant coach is heading elsewhere, lots of transfers, a couple graduates. We're going to talk Marquette in the mix for all of those guys. We'll talk next year's returning starting five and have a little bit of fun with our brackets. All ahead on Championship Blue. Championship Blue. And Marquette has won the national championship. Research how many schools have a national championship. It is hard as can be to win one of those suckers. Championship Blue with Kevin Wells and Brian D. Last time I looked at the dictionary, my name's Brian D. What's your name? Brian Fantana. Brian? Kevin attempted to try out for the team before figuring out the media was where he belonged. <sighs> Man, not that great at basketball, guys. Not that great. Kevin! Two Marquette grabs from two different eras. Trying to avoid the upset. Blue the draw to the left hand. A team of Marquette guys talking Marquette hoops. A team should be an extension of your personality, and my teams are thoroughly obnoxious and arrogant. Championship Blue with Brian D. and Kevin Wells on Wisconsin On Demand. Watching our team from the sidelines, Brian. How are you doing? It's been a couple weeks since we've been able to recap, but I'm good, man. I, yeah, I feel um, disappointed about the way Marquette's season obviously ended, but also like a, a weird lack of stress. And there is a healthy stress going into March Madness every year, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, are we going to win? Are we going to lose? How far can I put my own team in my bracket <laughs> without looking like a jerk? Uh, it, it's a stress-free but disappointing feeling at this point in the year, and it's becoming all too familiar for Marquette fans. It's an unnecessary stress that's been like lifted off of my shoulders at least that's how I feel it's kind of how I feel after the NFL season ends every year with the Bears Um, it's very similar feeling Um, a team that you just you know they didn't have it you knew they didn't have it but you held out that glimpse of hope just hoping that maybe they could win a game maybe they by some form of luck would win the Big East tournament and Look at the team that won the Big East tournament. <laughs> exactly right. We were all hoping, and we talked about this, Kevin, right here on Championship Blue. We talked about what Georgetown did, just hoping it would be Marquette that did what Georgetown did. Like, the path was there. It was get through the 8-9 game, take advantage of an injured Villanova team, knock off either St. John's or Seton Hall in the semis, and then take your chances in the final. And sure enough, bang, 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 bang. It's exactly what the Hoyas did. They were the team of destiny this year. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, good for them. Good for Patrick Ewing. I mean, talk about a guy who owns Madison Square Garden. Oh, man. Good for him. Good for that program. I mean, it's cool to see. I I was looking up some stats from the Big East, and they were a team this year that was right ahead Marquette in the turnover ratio. We're going to touch on turnovers later because I think that's a big thing for them next year. But for a team that struggled like they did and a team that blew an 18-point lead to Marquette, um, it just goes to show that Marquette had a chance. They just were completely uninspired in that first game, and it's something that's all too familiar once again. Yeah, it was disappointing. It, it, uh, uninspired is a tough word because DJ Carton was playing like you know a, a man on f- with flames coming out of his Love that dude, legs. Man. You know what I mean? Love in that, that game, dude. he was all over the court. He had two chase down like LeBron James on uh, you know <laughs> Andre Iguodala blocks. It was crazy. He was everywhere. He just didn't get help from anybody else. And I, I think part of the issue in that game that you know made it get out of control in the way that it did was the fact that Theo John and Dawson Garcia got in foul trouble very, very early. They they both 
had two fouls very early on in the first half and had to sit large portions. And when you're without those two guys who are kind of, as we talk about inspiration, they're emotional leaders for your team. It's very difficult to come up with anything offensively. And Marquette became very one-dimensional, right? It was... Uh, DJ Carton trying to shoot and penetrate from the outside, uh, kicking it out to guys like Jamal Kane and Greg Elliott, who all of a sudden weren't as open because Georgetown didn't have to, uh, you know, respect a Dawson Garcia or a Theo John inside. It all snowballs, and that's why it became uh, the lopsided score that it did. Well, I mean, let's tell it like it is. This team gets off to slow starts. Yep. They got off to slow starts just about every game they played this year, maybe aside from North Carolina and a couple others. And when you don't have your best player um, out there, you know, taking four, he had four shots by the seven-minute mark in the second half. I mean, you're not going to win a game like that. And I, I get that you you pick up two early fouls, but if you're Wojo and you see your team struggling, you almost have to roll the dice and leave them out there. Yeah. Um, I, and that and that, that that brings me into another point. I mean, fans are calling for his head again. I mean, we're not surprised to hear that. Um, we're tired of seeing losing seasons. It's not going to happen this year. So. We're putting an end to that. It, it, it's a pipe dream. Don't totally. don't even there's, don't there's, even waste your money. Don't even waste your money or your time thinking don't, about yeah, it. Don't waste your breath. Uh, no, there's no. there's nothing happening with Wojo. Nope. He, he's going to be the head coach going forward. Like I keep seeing tweets about uh, you know the, the clock. It's been this many hours since the end of the season. When's Marquette going to make a decision? They're not. They're not. Like just just put it away. He's going to be the head coach going forward into 2021 and 2022. Um, and we'll see what you know the results uh, show uh, through that season. But there's there's nothing going to happen with Wojo. He's the head coach of the Marquette Golden Eagles basketball team. Period. Yeah, and I spe- especially when you're going to have Dawson and DJ both coming back yep. next year. Very more than likely, we will see them come back next season. And oh, by the way, which has been the case every single year under Wojo, a damn strong recruiting class, right? You've got a Stevie Mitchell and Cam Jones, a dynamic backcourt duo coming in. You've got a seven-footer in Jonas Adu who is skyrocketing up ranking boards in his senior year. Like, who's to say that one of these three guys can't be? Uh, the next Marcus Howard or the next Dominique James, the list goes on and on and on, right? So, like, you just never know what you're going to get out of these recruits, combining them with the explosive athlete that DJ Carton is and the all-around great player that we know Dawson Garcia to be. Can we just get a good three-point shooter out of one of these guys? We'll see. That's really, like, man, watching this team shoot threes this year, oh, God, kill me. We, we were also spoiled by the previous five or six years of having Matt Carlino into <laughs> Andrew Rousey into Marcus Howard and Sam Hauser. Like that was, it, it almost feels to me, and Kevin, you'll, you'll understand this analogy as our resident Chicago Bears fan. It's like uh, it's like Favre turning into Aaron Rodgers. And that's, that's how Packers fans became so spoiled. Mm-hmm. It's 30 years of Hall of Fame level quarterback play in a row. Like that's unprecedented luck That'll never, ever happen again. In a smaller way, kind of the same thing happened to the Marquette Golden Eagles basketball program where you had four or five elite all-time great college basketball three-point shooters in a row. So even when you take a small step back in 2021 and you can still shoot the three from some positions, uh, it just looks way worse. You mean it's not Nick Foles to Andy Dalton? (laughs) Andy Dalton Dalton is not the answer. Get back on the phone with John Schneider immediately. But speaking of Andrew Rousey, uh, G League champion. Guy won another title. Tough year for the rest of us. Not for him. TBT into G League title. Double trophies. They call that a double in European soccer. Andrew Rousey is a double winner. Yeah, I slid into his DMs to see if he wanted to hop on the show. Didn't get a response. Emailed the Lakeland Magic. We'll try and get him on at some point. Um, I'm... Yeah, we'll, we'll try and get him on. Uh, he is a fun dude to talk to. 
He's one of the most, you know, he's one of the most looked back at the last decade, one of the most exciting players this program's had. Hopefully we can hopefully we can talk to him about this last year and maybe this upcoming TBT tournament. Yeah. But good for Rousey, man. Dude's winning. He deserves a shot in the yeah, NBA, dude. And, and the guy is a flamethrower. And he became one of the stars of the G League bubble. And, um, you know, the last time I spoke to Rousey was at TBT before the championship game that Marquette lost against the Ohio State alumni squad. Um, my, myself and my good buddy Tony Smith were down there doing our show on ESPN Milwaukee at the time. And we, we just basically talked to the entire team and just sat there and shot the you-know-what with them for like mm-hmm. three hours. It was great. Um and this was right after Rousey had graduated. I think it was for his first year, maybe second year after graduation. So my first question to him when he sat down was, are you still chucking? And his response was, and I quote, is water wet? <laughs> That's the type of dude that Andrew Rousey is. He's a good guy. Did you just like not, did you just like not swear on the pod and use, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Cover my, I can't remember the name. Hmm? You, you just, like, purposely avoided swearing yes. on a podcast. I censored myself. That's the word I was yes. looking for, censored. I'm having a hard time with words. When you Why do you enough, censor yourself? I don't know. This is go an nuts, internet man. show. I don't We're getting fired go up. No, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> mellow. The season's over. I'm not as angry about things. I'm mellowed out. I'll censor myself. Yeah, it's been a week. I'm also feeling pretty good. Another guy feeling good, uh, speaking of coaches, assistant coach Dwayne Killings. He's heading out to Albany as the head coach. That's another um, Wojo coaching tree guy heading out to um, a program to lead them. Good for Coach Killings. Happy for you, man. Congrats. Um, He seems to have had a lot of respect around the Marquette program. I saw old managers tweeting about him. I saw old players tweeting about him. Um, I don't know much about him. Obviously, it's an assistant coach at the collegiate level. You just don't really hear about those guys. It's the nature of the game, but um, good for him, man. Head coaching gig anywhere you can get in this league. Uh, It's well-earned, well-deserved. Good luck to him. Yeah, and third year in a row now uh, that Marquette has had an assistant coach uh, leave for greener pat not greener pastures, but for a head coaching gig, which is great. Oh, it's third year in a row. Third year in a row. Okay, I thought it was two. This year was Killings. Uh, last year was Stan Johnson. He, of course, went to Loyola Marymount. And then the previous year, I believe, I'm drawing a blank on the coach's name. He went to Holy Cross, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you're right. Um, Brett Nelson. Brett Nelson was three years ago going to Holy Cross. So I, I do think, as much as Marquette fans like to hear me not uh, centering myself, bitch and moan about the state of the program, um, I do think this is a sign of a healthy program, that you have assistance every single year growing to a point where they are taken on by other schools as head coaches. That means that you have healthy competition and good people within your program. And I think that's part of the reason, Kevin, that Marquette is so hesitant to give up on a guy like Wojo. They understand that he has helped other people grow. And that's the goal of a college basketball coach. Um, It's not necessarily to make money it's not necessarily to win basketball games. And those things are key. Those things are absolutely key, especially at a program like Marquette. But for a college coach, whether it's basketball, lacrosse, tennis, golf, football, whatever, your goal when you get hired at its core is to help young people grow. And no question. Undoubtedly, Wojo has done that for seven years, going on eight years at Marquette University. And as long as that's the case, I think Marquette's going to feel really good about keeping him around for the next couple of years. Yeah, and he treats his guys well. I mean, all the sto- all the stories you hear about him, um, he treats his guys well. He treats that program well. He t- he treats those like kids like family. I mean, they're at his house on holidays. They when they can't go home and things like that. Like they are a very tight niche group, and that that is a good thing. But in my opinion, I, I, I think that winning games is, you know, the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I'm 
I don't know. I just that's how I view sports. That's you're my a fan. opinion. You're selfish. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm and, selfish. And that's fans a great can word be for selfish it. about it. 100. Yes. Like that's that's what you're supposed to be. Um, but you also have to try to view the big, bigger picture a little bit. And that's you know that's that's what it is. That's that's why Wojo has been around and as well regarded as he has been. Is is we don't see everything, right? We see Saturday afternoons at one o'clock. We don't see Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. when he's having a conversation because a kid had a bad day because his girlfriend broke up with him or because he's struggling at class or 100%. he's homesick. Like, those are the the valuable parts um, of a college basketball program that we have no glimpse in that are, are, I'm sure, part of the reason that Wojo is so well regarded by the administration at Marquette. Speaking of uh, Brett Nelson, too, you want to hear a funny story? I oh, have about I Nelson. To. I always love funny stories. So... In the intro, you'll hear me say I tried out for the team my my junior year. Um, it was a fun little video that we did for the Marquette YR student media organization. And Brett Nelson was running the tryout. And I missed, like, I think two layups. Um, I was super nervous. I made the other ones, but I missed, like, you had to make, your, your line had to make a certain amount in a row or else you go back to zero. Sure. I missed, I missed one off, like, I think it hit like the corner of the rim, and all I hear is Brett Nelson right in my right ear, zero. Oh my! Like God. yelling at me. He he's. And then I I went off to the sideline because we were just videoing, and I was mic'd up, and it was it was more fun. And he was he goes like, Wells, get back out there and run. Oh, so you he were, was in my ear. So you were. Literally, I loved I loved that dude. He was so great. But you were literally out there like taking hard coaching from these guys. This yeah. was not like a MUTV shtick. Like you were getting coached. No, yeah. And I, the one thing I didn't do, I didn't participate in the five on five I really didn't want to embarrass myself and I wanted those guys to physically get an opportunity to make the team sure I would have limited that but everything else yeah I was running wind sprints oh. layup drills and Brett Nelson is there and his his accent zero oh, Wells tough. get back on the line it was great uh, that um, good for him and yeah good for the Marquette program for man. sure good to see the the head coaches uh, now and former assistant coaches at Marquette getting those opportunities we're going to talk transfers next on championship blue So the latest transfer from the university, Samir Torrance, I don't think we necessarily saw this as a surprise. Obviously, it's not something you talk about during the season, but with the incoming class and with you know the emergence of DJ Carton, clearly as that's one of those starters for next year, this makes sense for a guy like Torrance who, you know, he had 13 minutes off the bench, wasn't scoring, you know, struggled with turnovers. He, you know, this wasn't the place for him. Yeah, and I think um, the other thing that's at play here is something we talked about in our first segment. That's the recruiting class coming in. Mm -hmm. You've got two young dynamic guards in Stevie Mitchell and Cam Jones coming in. Combine them with DJ Carton and Greg Elliott, uh, who are very clearly ahead of Cy in terms of playing time at Marquette. And if if you're making a depth chart, both of them are going to be ahead. All of a sudden, uh, jockeying for playing time becomes difficult, right? And I think these are the honest conversations. And this is going to be a thread throughout Championship Blue today. Um, why Wojo isn't fired? You know that, and we spent a portion of um, you know the first segment talking about it. I- I'm sure Wojo is having these honest conversations with Simir Torrance and saying, "Dude, you've been a great part of our program. We appreciate you. We love you. But this is where things stand." And it would be best for you and best for us if we parted ways this time. And if you don't feel comfortable here, go ahead. It's cool. We're going to support you every step of the way. If you want to stick around, that's fine too. We'll continue to grow you and have you a valuable as a valuable part of this program. These are the things that Wojo, I'm sure, is doing behind closed doors 
that make him a valuable piece to Marquette in the administration. And it, you know, it's disappointing for Cy. I think we had high expectations for him when he reclassified out of high school and decided to come to Marquette. Um, but I, I wish him nothing but success going forward. He's been a great rep for Marquette. Yeah. I mean, the same goes for me. I, I wish him nothing but the best. And you almost think that coaching may be the hardest part of Wojo's job. But honestly, when you really, when you put it in terms like that, you almost think those honest human conversations are even more difficult. And the fact that he has had, you know, we, we, we've seen guys transfer on good notes. Samir transferring on a good note. We've seen guys transfer on bad notes. It, it happens. Some people are going to take it differently. But the fact that he is able to have those honest conversations, that's important. The cool thing about transfers is Marquette now has two open spots, potentially three open scholarship spots for next year. That opens up the door for some grad transfers. That opens up the door for some guys who can come in as veterans and mix. They can have a relatively older team next year, which Mm -hmm. would be great. I mean, you're going to have obviously two sophomores hopefully starting. You'll have Lewis and Dawson in the starting lineup next year as two sophomores, but potentially that starting lineup is going to be a veteran lineup if you can get a couple grad transfers. There's uh, not a grad transfer, but a guy I like out of Kentucky. Um, I was looking up some stuff today, Ron Fletcher. Mm -hmm. The issue is everybody else wants him too. I mean, he's a he's a six foot six wing forward, a guy who is wanted by Florida State, UCLA, USC. Um, you know, he got in a little bit of trouble at the end of the year with Kentucky, so that's the reason he didn't play as well towards the end of the year. But he gives you the athletic, you know, ability to close out on threes. He's yep. like a Jamal Kane, but a little bit better. There's other guys out there too that you can look at. I, I noticed they're in the mix for Penn State. Seth Lundy. Another six foot six forward. Steph Smith would be a grad transfer from Vermont. There's a lot of these guys now that are going to be circling that you're looking for. I, I think that they're what they need to be focused on now is forwards and you know, maybe another center. Right now sure. you only have one seven footer on the team, which again, not end all be all. You'd maybe like to have another guy that you can go to to play the five. Yeah. But again, college basketball, just like the NBA, is transitioning into a positionless game. So let me ask you this question, Kevin, and I think this will be interesting, and you can tweet at us. Uh, drop the Twitter handle. Yeah, we're gaining uh, we're gaining followers. We're go. at ChampionshipBL2. Yep. Not not spelled two, just the number two, at ChampionshipBL2. So I'd be curious to hear fan responses here on Twitter. Um, how impactful do you think transfers can be in college basketball, because I think about the transfers that Wojo has brought in uh, in his seven years at Marquette. Uh, Jose Perez got some limited run this year. The the jury's still out on Jose Perez going forward. Um, Joseph Chartouni was dubbed as this defensive lockdown steals machine and never really lived up to the billing. Uh, it was disappointing. Going back further than that, though, um, and, and this may have been a Buzz Williams transfer now that I think about it, Trent Lockett. Uh, was unbelievable for Marquette back in 2013. It must have been under Buzz because that was the year they went to the Elite Eight. So you just never know what you're going to get out of a transfer and how they fit in. A DJ Carden's a transfer. He seemed to thrive pretty well at Marquette after transferring from Ohio State. So it's really a mixed bag for me. And I think it's kind of a numbers game. If you feel like you know your school and your program can be a good fit for a guy and you've got spots, Take a flyer because uh, it, this has almost become the free agency of college sports, this transfer window. Kids are moving like crazy, and if you can land a good one, it can certainly shift your program around. And I'm far from a an expert on recruits out of high school. We'll save that for Ben Steele the next time he's on. But the coolest thing about these transfers, and I, and I tend to agree with you, it is a mixed bag. You can get you know, you can get guys that are going to turn out to be program game changers. DJ Carton, 
That dude is a stud. He's going to play in the NBA in a couple years. Totally. Um, and I, I just think that with where this team is headed, you want to have a veteran team next year. I think that that tends to work better for Wojo. Just, you know, we haven't had when, – when he's had younger teams, they've just tended to struggle a little bit more, and I think an older team could do this a little bit of good. But the coolest thing about having these open spots – for next year transfers now the the coolest thing is what I what I was mentioning was these guys don't have the one year sit out rule anymore so they yeah. can immediately come in and play and last year is now a wash year because of covid so you for instance DJ Carton still has what is it 3 years of eligibility I believe yeah cuz this year wouldn't have counted exactly correct? so he's technically uh, he's going to be a junior, but he's a sophomore junior. I'm, I'm thinking of it almost like match play, where you get a six right. and five, right? So if you um, get a if you get a grad transfer that comes in and is tends to be really good for you, um, but isn't you know ready to make that leap yet to the league, I mean you're going to get added value. That's why this transfer portal is more important huge. than most because you can you're going to get added value to your program. I mean it hurts the high school recruits in the long run if you yep. get guys that are going to stick around, but I think that's what works best. For a team like Marquette, I mean, nothing has really been, nothing has really worked well in February and March. Look, I mean, you can look at the records, we can look at the stats, we can bitch and moan about it all we want. Mm-hmm. But I think longevity would do Wojo some good. I think that connectiveness, I think that ability to gel with a team would do this team some good. And I think Dawson and DJ have, you know, right now we're going to take it year by year, but they at least have one more year left with this program. You get some guys that come in there and gel, and I mean, you're you you got Greg coming back. That's the one thing that has me excited for next year, and it's not much, but maybe, just maybe, that's the key to success. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's I don't know. Throwing a couple transfers in with the pieces you already have and um, you know, continuing to grow. Um, I, I think that is something to get excited about and something to get excited about this time of year when we can't dive into the NCAA tournament. Right, and we'll talk about that next. So it's March, obviously, and it's... You know, we went two years without a tournament, and Brian and I both have our brackets filled out. We're super pumped. Marquette may not be in it, but, I mean, this is still, I mean, it is just one of the best things to watch on TV every single year. For sure. Um, aside from last year. Brian, how's your bracket looking? Um, I Mine? Uh, it's busted already. That's, that's oh, yeah. All, yeah, totally. See, is that the ongoing joke? I've heard that from so many people. Oh, I hit my bracket. I'm, okay, but like you can't have hindsight yet, right? Yeah, I don't know. My bracket sucks every single year. Uh, me and my buddies actually have a bet on our bracket pool, my sure. Marquette buddies this year, um, where the losers all have to go visit the winner as soon as it's safe. COVID perspective. That's oh, that's what we have. I like line. that. You like that? I like that. So I'm here in Milwaukee. Uh, I've got two buddies that live in Chicago. I've got one friend that lives in San Francisco, so everybody's kind of rooting for him to win because that'd be kind of dope. Um, and then I got one in Toledo, and we're all rooting against him because nobody wants to go hang out in Toledo. <laughs> My roommate's from Toledo. Toledo sucks. There's <laughs> nobody wants rede- to go there. Listen, there's nothing <laughs> redeeming about Toledo, Ohio. Uh, but that, that's what's on the line here. Uh, so uh, in terms of Final Four, in my bracket, I've got Luka, not Doncic, but uh, Garza and the Iowa Hawkeyes. I've got... Jawan Howard, the Fab Five, and the Michigan Wolverines. I've got Baylor, and I've got Illinois. Uh, You can sense a theme here. Uh, The Big Ten has been the best basketball conference in the country all season long. It's been an absolute bear, and I think that's the reason why these Big Ten teams are going to get to the Final Four this year. 
It's because they've been playing tournament caliber basketball for two and a half a long time, here, right? I mean, every single game has felt like an NCAA tournament game since the middle of December. You know, that's when they started playing conference games. Um, so I, I would, I'm not offering championship bracket advice here, but I would bet on Big Ten teams more so this year than in years past because it's just been an absolute gauntlet. Yeah, take our brackets with a grain of salt. I'm also not a bracket expert, but I, I watched all the conference tournaments. I watched a lot of college basketball over the last two weeks. I, you know, I'm I'm like anybody else. I I think that my you know my bracket. We'll see how it goes. My my final four. I'm with you on the Big Ten. I have two Big Ten teams, but only I only agree with you on one of them. Okay. Um. I know it's you know it's taboo to go with the team that's undefeated, but Gonzaga's got an NBA uh, starting five. They I got do. them in the Final Four. Okay. Um, I just don't think and they play in arguably the weakest portion of the bracket, um, so I see them going pretty far. I mean, they got Virginia in there. Virginia's dealing with some COVID stuff. We'll see who plays in the next couple of weeks. They got Creighton in there. They got Kansas, um, and then Iowa. I have uh, Kansas over Iowa in the um, Elite Eight. And then I have um, Gonzaga going there. I have Illinois, and I have Ohio State, and then I have Texas in my final four. Um, I watched, I actually, for whatever reason on ESPN, Texas seemed to play a lot this year Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I was watching college basketball. So I watched a lot of Texas. Um, And that eastern portion of the bracket, man, Michigan, Florida State, Texas, Alabama, I mean, man. I love Bama. Man, did you dude, watch the end of the SEC championship? I, game I did. I did. Oh, I fell in love with Nate Oates at the end of that game. Why can't we have more of that in college basketball? Give know. me all the bad blood. Dude, I don't want dude, you guys to be friends. This is what I'm talking about, man. So, like, every year when Marquette, Wisconsin rolls around, I take so much crap <laughs> from fans around our state on WTMJ, on ESPN Milwaukee, about how much I hate the Wisconsin Badgers basketball team. It's just a part of the fabric of my being. And everybody's like, it's just basketball. Like, why do you have to be such a jerk about it? No, it's a rivalry. This is the stuff that makes sports fun, college basketball fun. It's when Nate Oates runs out onto the floor after his team, a football school, wins a basketball conference championship, and he tells Will Wade, who is a certified jerk, by the way, to GTFOH, gives him the uh, the eject from a baseball game Yeah, the Joe West. See yeah, ya. see you later. I love that. I love that passion. We need more of that stuff in college basketball. I agree. And going back to the Marquette, Wisconsin thing, it was so funny. One of the storylines this year, Greg or last last week actually, Greg Gard just absolutely going off on the officials in the Iowa game about the Brad Davison rule. And you know what? You made your bed, man. Come on. Like I get that you I get I'm sure he's a good teammate. I'm not yeah. that's fine. That's that's an that's a counterpoint, not even what we're talking about. But you put a point on WTMJ, like yep. you made your bed. And Wisconsin fans were in the comment section oh. rolling you. Oh, I loved oh, it. Give me all those minds. tears. They were losing their ever living minds after Brad Davison got teed up for a hook and hold at the end of the yep. Iowa game and My point was like, what did you like? Have you been watching Badgers basketball for the last four years? Like, open your eyes, man. The the benefit of the doubt is so far gone when it comes to Brad Davison. It's not even funny anymore. Like, were you expecting him to get to be on the the right side of an iffy call? What are you crazy? Yeah, come on. Like, this is his reputation. Like, if it was the first time, I would get it, but he's been doing this crap for four years. Wisconsin's going to take on North Carolina in the first round of the tournament. Um, In the the, uh, Marquette Losers game. Yeah, right. The Marquette Losers, Brad. Um, Marquette should actually advance 
uh, will pass those two teams by virtue of beating both of them in the regular season and move on to the That's how that works. Yeah, that's um, how works. And if one of them gets COVID issues, even though Marquette's in the Big East, they should still get Insert, that bracket. The um, transitive property definitely applies here, and we are on to the second round. <laughs> one win away from the Sweet 16. Uh, give me North Carolina in that game. Yep, I think Wisconsin sucks. I don't think they're very good. Um, and then I also, another Big Ten team not a lot of people are talking about, I got Purdue and Ohio State playing with a chance to go um, to the Final Four. I have Purdue beating Baylor. That's one of my biggest upsets of the tournament. Is Purdue um, allowed to play at Mackey? See, that, funny you should mention that. I was having a conversation with one of my friends who went to Purdue, and I don't know if they're playing there, but I I don't see why it wouldn't be allowed if that's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm. I don't think have they released that schedule yet? I don't think they have. In terms of where teams are playing, yeah, I don't. I gotta believe it's out. I just don't know if it's released at this point. As yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure either. But that either way, I, home court advantage may mean something. But I mean, I have Ohio State um, winning that game regardless. But that's my biggest upset of the tournament: Purdue over Baylor in the Sweet 16, um, and then I have Ohio State over Texas Tech. What other um, uh, what other weird first round upsets do you have? People mm, love those. People love see. the Let weird look, first round upsets. Let me look through here. I'll give you a couple as you search. Uh, sure. You see Santa Barbara is taking down Creighton. Bang, book it. Man, Creighton's so good. That's a tough. That's a tough sell. They are okay. good. We watch them up close and personal. But I like the uh, UC okay. Santa Barbara uh, fighting. I don't know their mascots. Um, Georgetown taking down the Buffs in the first round. As I well. also have that. I like the heater that Georgetown is on right now. I'm, I'm the riding them. Yep. Me. Uh, and that's about it in terms of upsets that I have. Those are the big two. Everything else is pretty chalky as it, as it pertains to my bracket. I'm also rooting for Sister Jean. Sister Jean's 101. She, is, uh, she has lived through two pandemics now at this point in her life. She got through the pandemic of 1918, and now she's living through the COVID-19 pandemic at 101 years old. Sister Jean deserves another Final Four run. Yeah, they almost didn't let her go, and, and she was speaking on that. She goes... Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like there's. I, I'm I'm gonna watch my team. I didn't feel like there was much of a threat, and th- that wasn't her exact quote, but it was along those lines. And you gotta love the passion from that. You know what Wait, sucks at, though? At 101, are you playing with house money anyway? I mean, like, come you on, can, yeah. you can croak at any day. No disrespect to Sister Jean. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but like, at 101. You're 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 past the limit of where you're supposed to go. Man, you're playing with house money, so you may as well just roll the dice. Gotta love the no filter. You're not wrong. And you know what sucks though about the the Midwest portion of the bracket and why Illinois just like the state of Illinois just. I, I never really grew up a big basketball fan because we never really had a good team. Yep. And of course, you know we have two programs that are really good this year. And of course, they both win. They play each other in the next game. Whatever. I mean, Illinois is a gauntlet. They if it's they play worse. Loyola, it's not even going to be close. No. And again, no disrespect to Loyola, but. Um, um, I have Illinois as my national champion. Um, they I are well. just, I mean, they just have shooters all over the place. They have the best player in the country. Um, they're going to play Gonzaga in the final game. I got the final score, the tiebreaker, 81-75. to 75. Are you in the uh, good karma bracket? I didn't join it. When's the deadline? Uh, you have a day to join that. Okay. Do I'll that. Um, and then, hey, we'll, we'll do something fun on that maybe for our next bracket. Um, one of those bets that maybe we'll never get to. But, okay. Um, I still owe you a coffee, I think. Yeah, that was what I was referring to. Yep. One of those bets yep. that we'll yep. Ne- yep. maybe yep. we'll never get to. But like, <laughs> you got to remind hey, me. Hey, it's cool. I'm I'm cool with it. But whoever finishes lower, okay, we'll think of we'll think of something fun maybe to do on the next podcast. Lottery or you can let us know on Twitter if you find if you find something fun. Um, but I really do like that idea of going to visit your friends, my Marquette friends. We do have a bracket now. Um, as we've done for the past couple of years, and uh, also have a friend in San Francisco. Yeah, feel free um, to steal that idea. I man. like, I like that's, and that's not even like, 
you know, that's like a nice, you know, challenge. You know, if you lose, that's like, ah, oh, man, I yeah. really got to go it's travel like and to, hang out uh, with my friends. It's not like, like I have to hold a sign on the side of I-94 that says my bracket sucks, honk if you're horny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, yeah, that's just. None of that stuff is ever fun. But going to visit your friends is always fun. I agree. So I got Illinois and Gonzaga in my final game. Who's in your final game, Illinois and who? I've got the I-L-L-I-N-I, winning it all, by the way, mm-hmm. 72-65, to 65, over in the all-Big Ten final, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Nice. Well, that's going to do it for us on Championship Blue. Good luck with your brackets, guys. Enjoy the first round of the tournament. So while it's always fun, if you, especially if you get off work early that day, you can go hang out and have some beers with your friends, enjoy those first couple rounds. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. It's just it's it's a it's like a holiday. So go out and enjoy yourself. Good luck on your brackets. Um, May one of you be the first ever to get a perfect one. And as we always end it, even though the season has come to a close, Bill Marquette.